Welcome to In The Know. This is the third episode in our series on intergenerational wealth planning. Today, I'm joined by financial planner and director, Kerry Holmes. Welcome, Kerry. Hi, Mark. In episodes one and two, we've talked about some of the main considerations around wealth transfer, as well as reasons you might want to transfer wealth and how you could go about this. Today, we're talking about how a financial planner can help you to achieve what you want and hopefully more. Kerry, as an experienced financial planner, what are the key considerations you would want to understand before building a plan? Well, for me to be able to provide the very best advice to my clients, I need to really fully understand their current and also their potential future financial position. More importantly, I need to understand their goals. Uh, So, for example, they may want to retire at 60 and travel to Australia for a year or they might want to help their children purchase a house. So to start with, I need to fully develop a picture of the financial situation. So what assets do they have? What assets might they have in the future, for example, via their own inheritances? Where does their income come from now and also further down the line? And what does their spending look like? And how does this break down between their absolute essential outgoings, so your bills, your food, your living, and their discretionary or their fund money? This really helps me understand what their income needs are now and how this might evolve further down the line. Do they have a regular budget or a one-off sum that they want to commit to helping achieve their plans? Do they have any lump sum outgoings that we need to factor in? And further down the line, are they worried about things like paying for care? All of these different elements help me build up a picture of their current and future financial journey based on their needs and also their plans. And I'd say even more importantly, I really do need to understand the emotional factors that impact a client's situation and their decision making. Um, For example, I often see a situation with a couple where one's the main earner and there's that fear that if they die, the surviving spouse just simply isn't going to be okay. Likewise, understanding the family relationships is really important as this is going to really impact on any advice provided particularly if we're considering things like inheritance tax planning and potentially transferring wealth to younger generations. Thanks, Kerry. So once you're in possession of this information, how do you then go about formulating a plan? So the really simple answer is by undertaking a cash flow. So taking into account everything I've just mentioned and mapping this out along the timeline, this helps me see how realistic their personal and financial plans are. What this also means, we can then have a look at these kind of what ifs in its situations. For example, I mentioned that concern over paying for care. So showing whether this is affordable and are they still able to leave a legacy to the next generation or are they going to run out of money? Likewise, the, the question about can I afford to help my children buy a house? Am I going to be OK? Cash flow really helps pin down those answers because I can build these things in alongside of their everyday planning needs and provide reassurance. Alternatively, we can look at ways in which to plug any gaps we identify. But going back to what I said earlier, I also really need to consider the emotional drivers from providing the advice or solutions. For example, um, you know, if the client is considering gifting money to their children to help with a house purchase, I need to take into account any worries they have. So are they worried about breakdowns in future marriages with their children? Or are they worried about the children squandering the cash and not using it for what they intended? Um, If that's the case, an outright gift might not be right. And we can then look at alternative ways of helping the children, but without that loss of control. 
Um, in addition, I should say we do actually really strongly recommend when we're looking at anything like this, working with other professional advisors. That way we can make sure everybody understands what's happening and that all areas are considered. By having that open dialogue with, for example, your solicitor, we can ensure that your wills and your powers of attorney take into account your plans and are suitable for your needs. As I say, worry is a huge factor when considering intergenerational transfers or indeed inheritance tax planning in general. Clients do worry if they can afford to make gifts of monies, which can create barriers when planning or moving forward and taking those next steps. My recommendation, speak to an independent financial planner, consider your options, undertake that cash flow that I've mentioned. This can be a really reassuring process as it provides that clarity around your lifetime needs. It will factor in things like paying for that care in later life and then confirms to you what's realistic and affordable when considering that wealth transfer. Thanks, Kerry. So final question for today, um, and often a difficult one for a variety of reasons. Um, but how should you approach speaking with younger generations about money and wealth transfer in particular? It's a tricky one because it's going to be different for every single person, depending on their comfort levels. Um, normally, I would say it starts with education. Uh, so, for example, where a client of mine has been regularly funding, say, a miner's ISA or their pension for them, when they're old enough, I really need to consider that younger person being involved, understanding their own views and their own plans. So I would normally recommend that they attend the regular review meetings with my clients so they can understand what they have and how best to make use of it. If we're undertaking things like inheritance tax planning, it's a little bit different, particularly if we're making use of trusts um, and gifting those sums of monies down the generation. In that situation, I would normally suggest we have a family meeting. So involve the clients, involve their children, and if appropriate, the grandchildren, if they're of you know, suitable age and understanding. That way we can make sure everyone understands what's happening and why decisions have been made. Everybody in the family also has the opportunity to ask me questions. So this provides a real clarity around what's happening. And having that open and honest conversations means all parties feel involved. And this really means there's less likely to be conflict further down the line if someone feels they've been left out. As I say, how we involve the younger generation really varies and it very much depends on what my clients are comfortable with. Totally understand that not everyone wants to spill the beans on their financial affairs. So the method will be different for everyone to make sure all parties are comfortable. Thank you, Kerry, and for those helpful insights today. Uh, that's all for this episode and series on intergenerational wealth planning, which I hope you've found useful in considering your own situation and plans. Please contact us if you would like a copy of our accompanying guide or if you have any questions or require any assistance. Thank you for listening.